yo yo just give it a few more minutes uh, a few more seconds while we get up and running properly guys um, I'm aware that some people may come in in the next few seconds um, just checking that everything is okay I'm aware that some people may come in Wait. in the next few seconds. Um, just checking that everything is... Sorry about that, guys. Um, I'm trying to watch this on two screens, three screens. Um, yeah, we're up and running. We are live. Hi, guys. Welcome to The Accidental Journalist. Live and Undrugged, episode 20. Um, I'm here with my marimba um this is going to be um a post out a warning to start uh, this is going to be a difficult one for some people to listen to um so i will put out a trigger warning uh, we are going to be talking about abuse uh, in great detail uh, specifically child abuse um as always i'm sponsored by um no means city clothing uh, and i'm a scaffolding um, for all your scaffolding needs um, if you have a look on the page you will see the contact details to both of those companies mate thanks for coming on um, I know it's been a while I know you've been waiting a while to do this um, you know this is this is your way to sort of get up and running mate um, for some reason You've muted. I do apologise, guys. Just give me a few seconds. Do do do. We will be there in a minute. Hello, mate. We lost you there for a minute. Yeah, it's okay now, yeah? Yeah, that's okay now. Um, I will say that we're... It seems to have gone into a weird mode for some reason. This is my first international one. Yeah, I don't know why. No, um, I don't either. <laughs> um, there we go. you've muted again mate and we've lost you i do apologize for the technical issues guys um we are doing this internationally uh, from england to holland um just give me a second to try and get back in bum, bum. Like I said, anything can go wrong, will go wrong. Um, we're going to try our best to get him back. Um, I'm sure he'll be back in a few moments. Just. Yeah, here we go. Do apologize about the technical difficulties. We do get them occasionally. Um, 
I can see you, mate. Uh, we're back again, I think, Jack. I don't know what happened there, man. Yeah, we, we, we occasionally get um, a few bugs in the system. It happens, mate. Um, you know, as, as long as you, you know, if we lose it again, you click the same link, you'll come back. We'll, we'll, we'll persist, mate. We'll persist. We've been um, for years, so we won't let this uh, little uh, thing bug us, you know. Nah, mate. Nah, mate. Right. You know. Okie dokie. So let's let, let's take you back to the start, man. Let's go back to the very start um, and um, to your childhood and, and um, yeah. Well, that would be the deception conception, really, Jack. Um, um, I mean, I was deceived in a very... Uh, uh, conceived in a very deceptive way you know um so that's an interesting story so i'll, I'll tell you that because i think it's very important uh to, to to an important thing for people to know really the basis of it all um well uh my mum was actually a cleaner in the hospital uh well she was actually a prostitute actually but she was actually a cleaner also um in the hospital and her friend was having a baby and my father this is the painful bit for some people to accept, really. My father was in the hospital visiting his partner at the time who was having a baby um, and unable to have sex, obviously, and he decided to have sex with my mother. So that's how I was conceived. And it was, and they were friends. They were all a bunch of friends together. And that's how I was actually conceived, you know. So and then it was like, oh, well, don't tell her, don't tell her. So it was all alive from the beginning, you know. And so when I was uh, um, about to be born, I was taken off, of course, uh, um, not in my hometown. I wasn't born in the town as other people. I was taken off to be born, you know, and hidden from the rest of my family also. Um, and then, of course, uh, one years old, I was uh, given away, you know. Um, because something happened to my father and um, he had to go away for a while um, and uh, uh, which I don't want to say too much about really uh, but he had to go away for a while mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah he gave me to this other man and this has been clarified to me by this other man what happened and uh, he said yeah look after him until I get out and a few years later, he got out and he came back for me. But the lady that he was with uh, didn't actually want me back in her world because I represented deception and um, miss, uh, um, what's the word? Uh, um, deceit, you know, and all that. So here started, uh, you know, the journey of a child, uh, you know, the foundation of my my existence really, built on deceit and lies. And I wasn't to find out about this until a lot later on, you know. Mm. Um, but I was told that this man was my father for many years and later on I was told it wasn't the case and this was the situation and then I found out a lot more stuff, Jack. Right. Okay, so you, you go from childhood uh, and you find out that your father's not your father um, and, you, you, you know, you've been brought up by a man. What, what was the next progression from that? Uh, well, 
the next progression was basically like, um, well, my abuse started from the age of four. Let's just get to that bit, really, because that's where what we're kind of talking to about, really. Mm-hmm. But that started with um, a friend of my father's who basically had permission to do whatever he wanted to me at the age of four years old. Um, and it was in the 70s, you know, so it was a strange time. Um, and there was a lot of it going on, Jack. There was really a lot of it going on. And uh, it was kind of normal for kids to be bathed by other people's parents and stuff like that. So there was much opportunity then for these kind of people to have more opportunity, if you know what I mean. It was a free-for-all, really. Mm. And these, this particular man um, took a liking to me, and he was pretty torturous to me from the age of four years old for a long, long time. And he was also friends with lots of other people. And so um, it goes on and on. And then the expansion of this, uh, as you'll hear as the story goes on, it connects to other things. And But he was kind of like the hub man, if you like. And he groomed me from four years old, you know, in the shower by putting hot water, cold water on me, um, carbolic soap in my eyes, things inside me, you know, played. Yeah. So that's, that's how he... Uh, that's how it started for me. That was the sort of early stuff I call it, you know, in in my in my mind, you know. Yeah. So as as, as a child, I would imagine you would have thought that was pretty normal. The way that yeah, you've been treated. I, it's funny you should say that because I've just come from a trauma centre, as you know, long ago. I had a I had an intake there, and I spent eight days uh, doing ten and a half hours a day therapy, and I'm on a strict therapy program now. And one of the things they were really shocked about is a lot of the things that had happened to me were very unnormal. You know, I found out, but I didn't actually think they were that unnormal, Jack. No, I I, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um... So, uh, how how long did this go on for? Uh, well, I was abused from four to eleven years old on a regular, regular basis, and I had nine actually men, but they were just nine men. But they also had friends, so I was fed to their men as well. But I had nine regular men that fed me between each other, um, and at, at points in the early days, the currency was beer. And what they used to do, they used to get pissed down the pub, run out of beer. And basically they used to, one of the particular guys used to pay for the round and then they used to collect me on the Sunday and then take me off for the Sunday afternoon and have fun and uh, do what they wanted. And and then for the weekend and uh, whether my stepfather, I call him stepfather because he was the person I was passed to, yeah. was aware of this I still can't prove but there's more and more evidence coming to light that there's too many things Jack too much evidence even as a child even from medical records mm-hmm. that doctors and stuff were aware of things like that they could not have known Jack right okay so is it your earliest sort of so what are you now like 10, 11, and you've gone through all this and you, you, you're thinking it's pretty normal. Did, did you break that, away? At that stage, it was heavy. At that stage, at that particular stage, I'd been moved up from eight years old. I was moved up into more the satanic stuff, the more darker stuff. So I was moved up into, and then I was chosen to, 
I don't know if you know how it works, but basically what happens is you're selected to either be a, a, a child on child um, uh, a, a sex slave or you're a, 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 an adult service. Right. And I was an adult service. I was selected for adult service. I don't know how they select that, Jack. I still haven't worked out why I was selected for adult service right. and not child on child. I don't know. But there was other children there that were definitely selected for that. I can I know for a fact that two people, and they still exist. I can't name them. They still exist. There was one one year older than me, one one year younger than me, in my same area that were in my room at the same time. And one was chosen for sex on sex and one was chosen for adult sex. Right. I never saw him after that. I don't know where he went. I know he still exists um, because of a court case that's come up recently. Um, can't say too much because live. I, I understand that. I understand what, whatever you can say um, and whatever it's, you can just admit. Yeah. Yeah, I can later on once that's come up and I can tell you a bit more because I know a lot about that case and I know some of the people involved in it and it's all still coming to court. It's about to be exposed, actually, and I know right, a lot okay. of people. So oh, your it's case. A long time. Let's, let's, let's stick to your case. Yeah. So you were selected for um, to service... I hate that word, but... Um, yeah. Adults, yes? Yes. That was my, that was my, uh, my job was to actually service uh, adults and not children, yes. Right. Um, and so how, how does that work? Um, uh, you... Well, well, my, my first, ritual, I can tell you a little bit about my first ritual, if you like. Um, I was put in a box where it's like a coffin, um, but it put, you come into a room, you have a rope around your neck and your arms are tied, they put you into a box. And rooms has got candles. They put you into the box and they bring you out of the box. They blow the candles out and they lift you out of the a box. It's very dark. It's very scary, actually. And then what they do is there's all kinds of... Mu um, it's like... Um, I can't describe the music to you. It's not Gregorian chant and it's not some sort of... Oh, it's like a chanting kind of music. And right. you've got to remember, remember, I was eight when I heard yeah. this, you know, so it's a, is, 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 is it, I could record it if I, if I had to, you know, mm. um, and there's a particular sound and when they lift you, it's actually the rising of the dead into the life of service. Right. And, when you, and once they lift you into this, that's when you actually become of service and you basically service men and they play with you, you know, you become a tool. Fuck. So, and this was at eight. Yes. Fuck. So, how in your head did you deal with that? I never. No. I got I got tortured in my own mind. I ended up going so bad that that what they do is they tell you things that are not right with you. Um, I mean, I have to be honest about this, and this is painful for people to hear, but I destroyed myself so bad that I ended up in hospital with 46 stitches, Jack, you know? Because avoid if they tell you things that are not right with you that would please them if you do these things, you see? Did they get into your mind? And I was, I was um, well, there's evidence that maybe um, I may have, you know, had really heavy mind control because they 
they get you into a place where you perform with this, you know, like this, and you suddenly do things when they get you into the right ritual. I, I, I can understand that, mate. I can understand. Um, well, that, that, that must have... It fucks your brain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know... Um, my story is nowhere near that so you know i'm just hearing this for the first time um you know and i'm aware that there are a lot of people on here that will be hearing this for the first time so you know i want people to know um yeah, this stuff happens jack like people say it's all conspiracy stuff the stuff that happened what i'm telling you happens we drank from silver goblets we all danced with thorns on our heads things happen jack these, I don't lie, I've held this for, for a long time, man, to tell this story, you know, and yeah. I know what happened. I've seen stuff that I can't tell people, Jack. I can't tell them. It's too scary. I, I understand, mate, and, uh, you, you know, I think you're really, really, really courageous from just getting up and, and, and sharing your story on here. I can't live with it no more in my brain, Jack. I keep talking to therapists. I'm under therapy now. I'm going in again for another two weeks soon. I can't live with it anymore in my head, Jack. I'm That's... under really heavy medication. I'm under thing. I can't not tell the story anymore. You know, I have to tell it because it's, 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 it's there's a lot of lessons in this, you know, and people right. have to, and, 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 and my um, my 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 um my uh justice will never be done on these people they've all vanished into the mystic some are dead and everything else but there's a lot of lessons that could have been learned like for instance when my parents jack took me to the doctors nine times in two weeks for water infection right my doctor said at the time hey there's something going on here this isn't normal you know why? Because I was getting sucked all the time when I was really young and there was a problem because of their things, you know? And they, was, they, was, and they said, there's something going on here. There was bruises where I was being tied up, where I was being held down and stuff. It was not normal. They said, there's so many things. Social services failed me completely. This is the truth, man. I, can believe, I, I believe you fully, mate. Um... It's the facts. It's the facts. I can't. I can't. I can't hide the facts, mate. No. So, so. You don't go through all what I've been through and all these people, professional people, mate. If it wasn't true, they would say, "Get out the door, you idiot, and stop making it up. Get yourself another story." These are professional people. I've been through trauma centres with the top psychologists, mate. Mm -hmm. I've had other people like Penny Parks. I was under her wing for a long time. You know, Penny's a very respected sexual abuse person. Penny had me in her office for a long time and worked with me, you know. Um, other people have worked with me. I'm under top psychologists here who pick my brains apart, you know. I've been under the microscope, mate, and they know it's true. They can tell from the damage. Like, I've got complex PTSD. I'm on medication for it. You can't make that shit up. You have to really go under no. the hammer for it. Because sure. I'm affected by it, Jack. I, I know, mate, I know. So... I have to tell the truth. I have to tell the truth about this stuff and, and the facts it did happen. And, and, and those people groomed me. And I'll tell you a little tactic. I'll tell you one, one little thing they did, right, in front of my family that kept me quiet. People say to me, why didn't you tell anyone? 
my dad, Jack, was a really tough man. People who know me know my real dad. My dad was a really tough man. You know, he was in the army, he was a physical education instructor, and he was very well known in all the pubs around, and he was known in gypsy circles as well. He was a fighter, man. He was a really hard man. And he could look after himself. He could handle himself and other people quite easily. And they said to me, why didn't you tell him he would have killed him? And I said, because I couldn't. And they said, why? This is why. One of the things, right? Five years old, right? Family gathering, yeah? The same guy that had me in the shower at five years old, yeah, said to me, come and I said, sure. So I went in the shed. He said, I want to show you something. And he, and he'd, and he'd, and because I was talking, see, at five, I started telling people, he, he does this to me and he does this to me. And my dad's, you don't tell people things like that, you know? And he, and he hit me. When I first told him, he hit me and kicked me across the floor. That was, that's the truth as well, right? Then after, I was told to go into the shed. I went into the shed, right? And Dennis, he's dead now, right? Dennis took me into the shed and he said, come here a minute, hold this. And he gave me a rabbit. This is the truth. I've worked with this at the clinic. It's all on paper. It's all documented, right? We've worked, we did EMDR on it. That's how I can tell you it, Jack. So I can handle it now. Went into the shed and he pulls out a rabbit. And he said, there you go, feel this. I felt it. I picked it up. I'm five years old. You know what kids are like with animals, you know? So I held it. I felt it like that. He said, feel it. So I felt it. I put it like that. He picked it up and he went, <coughs> and he cut its throat in front of me. Right? Not only did he cut its throat in front of me, he gave it back to me, dead Jack, right? He gave it blood. He put it all over my face. Right? He then gave it back to me, dead. He went outside. He said, hey, Sean's killed his first rabbit. Sean's killed his first rabbit. Made it look like a proud family moment, but he threatened me. He said, if you tell anyone that's what's, what's been going on, it's going to happen to you. Five years old, I was, Jack. That's why I never told anybody. My whole family cracked because they thought it was a big achievement, you know, that I'd killed this rabbit. Mm-mm. Another deception, see? That's what they do. They make out the kid to be a liar. They belittle the child, Jack. That's one of their grooming techniques. If, it, if someone comes out and says, your child's a liar, check them out. Don't trust them because they could be up to no good. Uh, yeah. Shit, yeah. That's just the starch, man. There was other things like they came and knock on my house. My dad moved me downstairs when I started talking and two guys turned up at my house at two o'clock in the morning. My girlfriend will tell you this. This is why I nearly got put in the loony bin here. People, two people turned up at my house. This is when I was uh, six years old. Up at my house at Witten, right? Two people turned up at my window downstairs, banged on when I opened the window. And they had the big ritualistic masks on which i later discovered in the ritual they had them on uh, outside my window when i had my psychosis here they i saw them again you know in my head and i went looking for them in the garden with an axe that's why my girlfriend had to call the psychosis team because i fucking lost the plot i thought they'd come to get me again that's the sort of shit that was happening bro fucking hell mate Fucking hell, so how did, how did you get out of it? You, you know, you're living in this life. Was was there any point where you managed to get out of it or 
Uh, well, I met, I met, um, I got very angry and went after this guy and did something really bad and got in trouble and got put on probation. And a guy called Alan Compton got me to meet a woman called Penny Parks. Penny Parks got me out of the worst of it. She got me out of the terror zone, what I call the terror zone. Um, right. Um, because I'd already put myself in hospital with 47 stitches, uh, 46 stitches, sorry. Um, they didn't do the 47 because that would have made a scar, I remember. Um, and uh, then she kind of got me on a better track, you know, a bit more positive thinking uh, path, you know. Because um, I was destructive to myself, Jack, and uh, not good, man. All the, all the things you do, you know, drugs and all them things. Um, I would imagine. Yeah, I just wanted to just be numb. <laughs> Self-destruction, isn't it? Self-sabotage. Well, you know. at the time, it don't seem like that. It seems like the best party in the world. And you're just numb. Because numb is best, right? Because you don't want to feel nothing, right? When you feel like that and you just, when you look at that and then when you run away and run away, run away, run away, you know, it's just the best feeling, right? Because you don't have to look at anything. But then all of a sudden, you know the one, man. You wrote a book about it. Hmm. Yeah, you, you, you go into your own sort of, well, I call it a personal apocalypse, but it is a, a very sort of self-Armageddon. It's, it's just, it destroys you from head to soul. Um, and I can only imagine what you were going through, you know. Um, and you're trying to fend off people that just, um, at seven years old, I was taken to a psychologist to see a lady called Julia. Um, because I was having delusions that men were touching me, <laughs> you know, and that I had um, um, people in my family, like, that were German, you know, and all them kind of things, and it was getting beaten out of me, you know, that this isn't true, what's happening, and all this stuff, and the psychologist just looked, she worked with me for three weeks when I was seven, and she said, I don't believe a word of this isn't true. She didn't want to work with me because she could tell that what I was saying was really true. <laughs> and they were trying to get her to tell me to work on it, that all this was illusional, but I wasn't. And then they put me in backward classes, Jack, because basically I couldn't study, bro. Too much shit going on in my mind. I was just wondering what house I was going to end up in next after school, you know? I, I can imagine, mate. I, I, I can imagine that that would be... More than I think confusing would be the wrong word, but you know, I, I, I don't think that many people could deal with that. Um, I would think it pull you apart, mate. It destroys you, it makes you wonder what your purpose is and why you're there, and you go through all that stuff. It's very lonely, man. It's very lonely, and you try and make friends, and you don't really know how, even you know. Yeah, I know, mate. I know. So how so how old you know what 16 um you, you... Uh, yeah i've come yeah well yeah i mean i've been driven into town now you know and um i mean there's been a big bust up you know it's all come on top because what happened was the funny thing is jack as i hit um as i started hitting the older age i started getting a bit more mouthy yeah and they don't like mouthy people because if i ever got to dispose of them or get rid of them <laughs> you know and 
I think my chosen path was like, well, get rid of him. You know, I know no obligation to keep him. And mm. therefore, there was a big bust up. Me and my dad, everyone will remember this in my family. Um, a guy gave me a samurai sword, you know, and I decided that I was going to protect myself with it. And I attacked my dad with it, you know. And just in truth, you know, everyone knows. And um, basically, he wanted me to attack him. Now, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know if he had a suicide mission or whatever, but he wanted me to attack him with it that day. And there was no other way I could get out of the house without attacking him with it, you know, so I did. And, um, yeah, that was the end of our relationship, really. And uh, he kicked me out and uh, never wants to see me again. And I never want to see him again either. Um, and, uh, you know, that was sort of the end of our... Uh, but I have spoke to him since then. I spoke to him a few years ago, Jack, and uh, he says he doesn't know what was going on and, and, and all that. And, and I can't prove it, but there's a lot of evidence that's tying up to the facts that, you know, um, we've looked at the facts, you know, we've looked at the facts over and over and over again, and we, we can't fail but see certain things, you know. I mean, I don't want to see, he's getting old now, you know my dad's my real dad's dead you know i found out that by a really another sad way as well just i only hear from him when someone dies jack mm. yeah i know that one shit in it mate yeah and they all say oh yeah, yeah you've got family but yeah yeah you never hear from them mate so i just decided when i was 50 i'm just walking alone you know just with my friends and me i've got a unibrow family man i've traveled all over the world since then jack I'm I'm lucky. I I do have a family that um, you know we, we've gone through some rough patches. I, you know I'm adopted and I've I've got a, a real family and adopted family that communication drops with. But I am building that back, and you know I've got my uh, biological family. Uh, you know, and I do have that sort of support now. Um, but it's still. You know, the, the, the are ones there that will just stand back and smile whilst you fail. So, you know, I, I can kind of understand where, you, where you're at. Yeah, it's a really funny one because you ask them, like, you see, there's another thing. This is a this is a this is a sad one, but an interesting one. And when when I challenge them with this, none of them can say anything about it. Right. So um, when I was nine, Jack, they decided to have this party, you know, and there's this lady called Christine who was a bit of a statement. I believe she was the person that led me to the main dark people, you know, earlier on, really. She was the one that started me, you know, and really was the person. And uh, she wanted to burn a crucifix into my head, Jack. And my mum was the person that stopped her. Um, but she wanted to burn it upside down. You know how they like inversion and that. And yeah. But she wanted to do that. And my mum said, no, no, no. But they were there to burn photos of me, Jack, right? Now, every photo of me has been burnt as a child. Now, they, the family says this isn't true. But if it's not true, then I challenge them, and I challenge them still tonight to produce photos of me as a baby, then. Produce any photos of me from when I was a baby up until the age of 12 years old. I bet you can't, because there's none. You burnt them all. You burnt them all. I've got two. One was rescued from the fire and the other one was sent to me by someone else. There's only two pictures of me that exist as a, as a, as a baby. 
Small challenge, my family, to 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 prove that wrong. And if you can, send me some photos of me, because none of you can, because you were all burnt them, and you know you did. You know, and I know they're going to listen to this, and I know some of them are listening to it, and 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 I hope they are. But that's my challenge to you, if you are listening, because I know for a fact none of you have got pictures because you know they was all burnt. And the reason they were burnt, Jack, is because the paedophiles that abused me, all that ring of people were all in them photos of me when I was a child. And I could have evidence that they were who they were and I'd be able to identify them. When I started talking, that's why they burnt my pictures, Jack. Mm. Sorry, man, I get heated about that because I know that's true. No, mate, no. This, this, this is, you, you know, tonight is, is, is for you to get across with me. Yeah, and I've asked the spirits to help me today and on this one, and I know for a fact that there's people with no photos of me as a baby. I've asked family members, and they say, oh, that didn't happen. Well, if it didn't happen, produce some photos of me. Mm. And I've got one. I couldn't find it for tonight. I wanted to show you, because it's actually got all char on it, all burnt, because it was rescued from the fire pull from that fire shit mate um so <laughs> yeah that's a challenge yeah yeah um i don't know what to say to that mate to be honest um sorry man no that's that's cool mate is is you know tonight's about you and get getting your story across um, you know, I'm just here to facilitate it. Uh, well, I'm a bit my... upset, to be honest, that they would all facilitate in the burning of my photos. I can understand that. And I look back, I'm 51, Jack. I want to look at what I looked like when I was a little kid. You know how we do, you know, I can't do that. No. So I guess I'm a little bit pissed off about it. I know, mate. I know. And I want to let them know that. And I also, and if that's not true, then I've already said I'm willing to say, okay, sorry, but you need to show me some pictures of me when I was a baby. None of you have got them because you're all burnt. That's fair enough, mate. That's fair enough. Anyway. So, yeah. So you're 16. Yeah, man. Um, and you're... Um, well, I've been, don't forget, I was dropped off when I was uh, just over 13 into town, you know, into just outside... Uh, um, Ipswich Town, uh, Burlington uh, Church, you know, I was dropped outside uh, uh, and then um, I was left to roam free for a while, you know, like a mad, uh, a mad animal, you know. And I did. And then I met some really lovely, uh, um, what they called Jesus evangelists. That's what I met, some Jesus evangelists that told me about this wonderful God and this other thing and church and all this other stuff and this wonderful place. And I found out that this guy had died, left some money to this place. This is the truth. And um, am I allowed to name the place? Um, that's up to you, mate. Okay, I will name it. They took me in anyway um, and they provided me with a house that was uh, a bit after a year, actually, after that. There's a whole story between then and then of survival and all sorts of stuff. Uh, um, but basically, they, um, I went into this place called the Fletcher Centre, um, which is opposite a place called St Matthew's Church in Ipswich. And I stayed there, and there was a social worker living there. She can vouch for this, and she signed me in at the age of 14 years old. 
as the first resident of the Fletcher Centre, which was open, uh, given the money was given by a guy called John Paul Fletcher. I was one of the first residents there. I was a guinea pig resident. And, um, yeah, talk about Jesus, talk about the thing. David Meikle was the resident of the church there. I learned to play drums there. I played in the praise and worship team. I became a member of the God Squad. I did praise, all the stuff. I CYM, I think they were called Christian Youth Ministries. I joined them. Did loads of stuff. And then I met David Hennessy, who's dead now, by the way, so I'm allowed to mention him. And he took me off for some private lessons and um, decided that he'd rape me, you know, along with another friend of his who I'm not allowed to name because he, he's still alive. And um, they decided to give me a lesson in raping me together. And of course they saved me. And then of course I was back in my old game. So it was like, fuck. So at 11, they were number 11, you know. By then, I'd had enough, Jack. So the two angels, who I thought was angels, yeah. you know, came to sort of save me and sort of help me from this terrible place of torment and stuff, actually became one of my biggest nightmares and actually is still one of my biggest nemesis, uh, one of these guys. And is still active in a far east, working with children between 11 uh, four and 11 years old doing private drama lessons behind closed doors in Singapore. This very day. Okay. That's why I was pissed off when I contacted you before. I was furious, remember? Yeah. So, yeah. That was one of the things no, I, 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 suppose you, I suppose you can't deal with that in your own head, can you? That one's you know, not me. Like that, you know, after all these years, after all these years, like you'd think it's all changed and that. No, no, no. This guy is still there. He's still fucking active, man. He's still active. I want to put on a belly. I want to go over there. I want to think. I want to go and do something really bad to him. Still, to this day, I still got a vengeance with this guy. I've got to get rid of my hate for him because, but it's the deceptiveness of this man and how he's got himself really respected, put himself right up there, and I can't get to him now. I can't get to him. He's so up there, and all these people are like, they see him mm. like a god, and he's made this drama for school, and he's, he's a really respected man, you know? I just want to go and kick him in the head. And no one, people would be shocked at that. I, 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 I can yeah, yeah, I just want to, like, I want to bring his whole bridge down. He's deceived so many people, like, you know, he does performances for the whole state, you know, and when you see him, you just think, oh, my God, can't you see it? Like, this man raped me. Like, how many more children is he going to rape this man, you know? Like, it's not stopped. I know who he is. <laughs> like, it, this is what he does. Why did he go to the Far East? Because his mate mm. was caught. I can prove it. Yeah. I'd, everything I'm saying, I can prove on document or something. You know, I've got some evidence somewhere. And I wouldn't be saying this if I, I didn't prove it. I don't just talk out of my head, you know, documented <laughs> somewhere. Um, you know, but the, the, the long-term result of this is like, I've been trying to think about it. And I thought, what's the purpose of this video? You know, what am I doing this for? Is this just to kind of, you know, and 
kind of what I want is I want people to realise like I was a normal kid just like any other normal kid, you know. And it could be your kid, you know, that, 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 that's been sent down this road. And be aware, you know, and like maybe we should become other people's, maybe we should become eyes and ears for other people's kids as well. So if their mum's nipping down the shop, like keep a little eye out, you know. Um, I'm not saying be over the top and paranoid about it, but like your little bit of attention that you might not be paying could be that moment, you know. And I guess that's where I want to take it, really, instead of the focus on all the heartache, you know, because it has been, I'm not going to lie, man, this journey's been shit, mate. <laughs> I can't pretend it's been fun. And it's fun mate. Um, but I've kind of got to, I'm getting to the stage now, I've got to try and make some sense of it, Jack, and I've got to try and get, get something out of it that's good, you know. I've got to try and find something that I can find that's useful out of it it's pointless being really cranky and angry and really bitter about it and you know you say yourself you know it's like you know drinking poison expecting the other person to die i've heard you say that many times in your chats you know and it is so what can we do with this how can we make people aware of it how can you understand yeah i understand mate i understand fully you know um i believe in the redemptive power of education um and the healing power of education um you know on, on on both ways we need to learn but we need to teach if you can you know i'm always banging on about this if you are in a position to teach you should teach even if you can't teach teach because it's it's just yeah. you know that's how wisdom is accumulated it's how it's passed on it's how i've got clean um you know it's how you uh, are you, you know going through therapy uh, and working on yourself um because this is all all learned knowledge um yeah. you know facebook is a place that's full of people that may know something about it that may not know something about it um through not necessarily through their own fault but if they don't want to learn then they don't have to watch it but um you know i'll make damn sure that I've always got people on here that will really challenge um, not just me mentally, but challenge my viewers mentally because people need to know about this. Um, I'm not going to say that this, this, this is easy. There's a lot of it out there, not just on yeah. this level, but there's a lot of it out there on all kinds of levels, you know, and it just gets its, you know, there's so many things that need to change there. The court system needs to change and all that. But it actually all starts at home, you know. It starts with us just being aware. And if it's anything we can take from it is just pay attention to your kids, you know. If your kid tells you something, have a little listen. If they say to you, look, Uncle John's having a little um, thing, don't just dismiss it, have a listen. You might be a little embarrassed, but you might also stumble across something that could save you a lot of trouble later on. You know, and listen to your kid, you know, because your kid will say, I always say to people, you know, um, you know your kid's personality better than anybody else. You know your kid. You know your kid, how your kid behaves. You know your kid, like, okay, they go through changes, like, you know, from a little one to a teenager and stuff, their big stroppiness and all them things. But you know your basic nature of your child, you know. Pay attention, you know. Don't be too busy. 
pay attention to the nature of your child. If you see anything that starts to change a little bit, you know, then ask some questions. Don't be shy, you know. And it is a taboo subject, and it's a real shame that it is, you know. And I and um, I see there are a few people out there like Jeremy Indica, you know, and a few other people that are doing good things and lots of groups that are catching people and all kinds of people out there for the cause, you know, respect to them all. We're all doing our thing in our own little way. But I believe the biggest thing we can do mm. actually is just start at home. Just literally just start at home. Just ask our kids, how was your day today? You know, and you can stop it in a bud, mate, if you just start, because it starts with your kid. It does, you know, it starts with your kid. You know, it's your kid that gets abused, you know, and then goes on to, you know, and it's how it happens, you know. So if someone's trying to silence your kid, they can maybe you can break through that little bit. Like me, as I said, the example of the rabbit. Later on, I had many other heavier examples of quietness, you know, bullets through my door with chicken legs and bags and many things heavier than that, you know. But you could stop that, you know, that if it, if someone said, oh, what happened? How did that really happen? That could have been broken and found out and all stopped, nipped in the bud. And that's my message, really. Mm. Just just listen to your bloody children. Don't dismiss anything they ever say, you know. Um, and don't. And if, you're, if someone says, oh, your kid's a liar, your kid's a liar, your kid's a liar, check that out, too. Because kids are not normally liars, you know. Um, it all starts with your children, really. And remember, I was just a little boy, you know, just an innocent little boy, you know, just wandering around, minding his business, just trying to be a little boy. And um, no one else, like all other little boys, it happens to little girls. And that's it, really. Um, that's sort of my message in this message, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm still, as you know, I'm still sort of working, doing my own work. And I've only had the strength to be able to do this and talk about this like this um, because I've been doing a lot of work. Uh, and I have a great team, actually, uh, um, over the years. Uh, you know, I mean, Penny was a big part of my, 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 uh, my discovery of my demons, you know. Um, let her rest her soul, you know. Um, and... You know, it's still an ongoing journey. I'm about to go soon uh, back into the clinic, uh, the, um, the trauma centre again, you know, for another two weeks, uh, more work. This is my final battle and then I don't want, I want to shut the door because my age, I'm not getting any younger, Jack, you know? No. And I really appreciate no. you giving me the platform and the time just to uh, um express this you know and um been able to share this w with you you know and uh yeah i really I appreciate you coming on mate um it's not been it's not been an easy listen you know um, <laughs> well to be honest we we kind of like you know when we talked earlier we kind of we knew it wasn't going to get yeah we knew it wasn't going to be the happiest of uh um, chats, no. but um, there were some things that had to be said, you know. Um, uh, and hopefully, some people have taken some things from this and take the lesson and uh, you know, keep an eye out. And as I said, like, you know, we can all become 
eyes and ears for other people's children as well, you know, not just our own, you know, because not every parent's available there at work or something. You know, there's, there's all kinds of ways we can help these things come less, you know. Um, yeah. Maybe we're, you know, I mean, even if we just start a little discussion where people are now getting together and discussing little ways where they can start their own little groups where they keep an eye out and things like that, then job done, Jack, you know. Yeah, I do think that we need to um, sort of look at um, starting a communication culture um, because we live in a time where people, you know, are, are stuck in the ways. You know, I'm from a, an age, you know, we're both from sort of the 70s, yeah. uh, 80s. Um, you know, there are certain things that were imprinted on us when we were younger certain ways of thinking certain ways of life and i think that a lot of those are now um been brought up by the younger people and i'm quite envious about some of the younger people because they're now taking on the mantle and they are bringing things like this now into yeah. into the the public yeah. but we need to do more people our age need to do more um you know I, i've my, my story of, 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 of abuse is nowhere near as, it's horrific, but nowhere near as horrific as yours. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I haven't found it easy to listen to, but there are things that, that challenge us every day and we need to face these challenges. And that's what I want this to open uh, to other people that I know it's not going to be easy to listen to. I know this is not going to be the easiest video for you to watch, but please watch and listen to this man and listen to the other people that I get on in the next few months because something needs to change with our society we're not in a communication culture we are in a keep it quiet culture and that needs to change it's keep it quiet culture that has really sort of uh, affected you mate um, and you know uh, and affects loads of people um you know millions that go through it and you know my hat goes out to every single one of them um and it, it goes out to you mate to be honest you know i know you've been wanting to tell your story for a long time and we needed to find the right time for you to do it um you know mentally the and physically well, well. The strength, you know the, the strength to hold up and as you tell you know it's like uh there was a lot of elements that needed to be right, Jack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the right time. And um, I really appreciate you uh, allowing uh, me the space and the time and uh, to be able to do that. And as I said, hopefully it will hit the right targets, um, the right place. And um, just want to say, if anyone has gone through it, there is a lot of places and a lot of people out there who, who are available to uh, talk to as a lot of groups and, um, um, there is a lot of help available and um, I'm always available. Jack's always available as well. And um, there's many other people. You can always hit me up uh, um, if you're serious, you know, and, you know, want some proper help. I'm always available to talk to, too, uh, for serious people, uh, you know, who, who, who want to make a change. And um, I'm, I'm always available for that. Um, That's, that commendable, mate. Yeah. That's commendable, mate. That's commendable. You know, I, I did want to touch on so 
you were taken in by the the Christian Brotherhood or what whatever they call themselves now, um, and you, uh, how did how did you escape from that and get to ah ah now that was a, that's a that's a completely wild story. I got a flat at the YMCA and I decided to be a party boy, and um, that's a whole different story, man. Flat two one two at the YMCA uh, party time, you know, and then I went wild. For a few years completely off the map and i was free as a bird you know and um yeah man took a lot of heads with us on the way you know <laughs> let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh, you know I what you're saying yeah one, yeah, yeah. With, uh... took a lot of heads with us on the way sadly uh yeah you know uh whoo! yeah a lot of things happened got a bit of a taste for rum and uh yeah man party days you know and, um, well, they were the numb days, you know. I understood what Pink Floyd were talking about by comfortably numb, let's put it that way, you know. Mm. But, uh, I had one, one, one thing that saved me, um, which, which I didn't go down your road. I, um, I avoided the heroin, you know, because I had a fear of needles, um, which no therapist would ever take away for me. Um, I had every other fear worked on, but not that one. They wouldn't take it away, and that was for the reason, you know. And um, I asked my, I actually asked Penny, I said, why didn't you take that away, the fear of needles, you know? And she said, I always want you to be scared of needles, Sean. I never want you to go down that road. Because, you know, it's like a little party sometime. And um, in them days, you know, and she said, I don't want you to go down that road. That's why. So even now, when I have to go for a blood test, it's like, fuck, I've got to really go through this horror, you know, where she could have took that away from me, you know? So I was lucky in a way, you know? Um, yeah. But I'm lucky I live in Holland, so, you know. I don't have the stresses. I love up. Holland. Huh? I absolutely adore Holland. Um, yeah, come over, man. Like, you're welcome, Jack. You know, you're a friend of mine, man. You know that. Like, yeah, once you talk like this, man, you go on a level, don't you? And that's it. You know, yeah. it's, it took a lot of trust tonight to, to, mm. to, we, we planned this for a long time, as you know. And um, yeah. I hope it went well from your side. I was nervous as hell, bro, to be honest. But you can't um, tell, mate. You can't tell. Well, I was nervous at the beginning, but then I sort of, you know, all I've got to do is tell the truth. He's going to ask me some questions. That's all right. You know, I know what happened to me. I've never changed, man, since day one. You could put me, mm. you could put me up to electric thing, a gun to me, whatever. It's never going to change, mate. The story's the story. It happened. Mm. And, um, but I can tell you this, I'm recovering and I'm getting stronger. I mean, it has taken me a lot of years, but what happened was a lot of years and what happened was a lot deep. You know, um, that's what my psychologist and the team that work with me, the stuff was deep, you know, psyche deep. So we have to work hard to um, create new memories, yeah, to override new memory, Jack. To make, no, yeah. make a new memory to override the old memory. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've said it a few times, we are all we're not a sing singular story our life isn't a singular story it's an anthology of different people um places things that make us who we are um you know um we are a well we're more of a library um and i believe that stories are there to be shared um as difficult as they may be you know some some stories are really nice and really fun and they're great to listen to and they make you happy and there are other stories that really affect you and make you think the really there are stories out there that 
will make you just go into yourself and and you might not understand and it will make you think and there are stories that will make you feel sick uh, and there are stories that will um yeah. you know um really affect you um but every story makes us what we are you mate are an absolute warrior and i've said it from the start you're a warrior um you know it's, it's an absolute pleasure to know you um and i know that this has been a big thing for you for the for the past few months um i feel like a weight's lifted to be honest I, I've, I've kind of been really wanting to like i've for years I've wanted to kind of tell someone but not had the right place and I've not had the right headspace. I've not had the strength to be honest. Every time I try and think of these things, I break down. I haven't been able to hold the image. I haven't been, but now I've got to a place because of my therapy and because of my EMDR, I've had a lot of EMDR, you know. Um, um, I've got enough, enough strength and, and, and because of you as well, Jack, you know, you give me the confidence to do it as well, you know, so that's nice, you know. And to support my friends as well who are who are watching and stuff. They've said they're gonna be watching and supporting and so that's been nice, you know. Um and they gave me the confidence to that, you know, um it just felt the right thing to do and the right thing to give to the world, you know. And I am absolutely blessed by that, you know. You know that I'm a man of faith. Um which means a great deal to me uh, and you don't judge me on that you never have done um you know even though you've had some uh, well I can't even just that's your faith that's your thing that's yeah. your i don't judge you that wasn't you that abused me jack that was people of exactly. nothing to do with you know they're people like not all Catholics are like that, you know, not all Christians are like that, not all, you know, people of all faiths abuse people, man. You know, you mm. can't just judge the faith just because somebody from that faith abuse you. That's, that's narrow-minded. No. I'm not a narrow-minded, I'm far from that. <laughs> far from that. Yeah. yeah. You don't get where I get if you're a narrow-minded person, you know, you don't make it. You don't No, no, and you've done really yeah. well in getting where you are mate you, 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 you know you've come on leaps and bounds even ever since i've got to know you on here and i've spoken to you on here which is which is a, what, a couple of years now and yeah. um you, you know uh, you've really sort of your story as horrific as it is uh, has really blessed my life over the past sort of couple of years especially over since i've been doing this i know you've been a, a, a you, you know a, a big, big supporter of mine um and you know that, that that is like really appreciated um you know and i'm really blessed that you you've come on here and you know you, you've had the trust in me to help you get your story across um in the best way that you can i've uh, i felt there's been um there's been no pressure and it's been um it's i mean it's been challenging for me because obviously i'm exposed and i've just put myself out there but that's okay i'm i'm fine with that you know how more exposed can you be than sexually abused that's what i thought to myself i thought sean these are just words like you've been let you've been laid out on a table man in front of loads of people like what the fuck what are you worried about dude like get on with it you know like that's how i saw it jack in the end you know and and um my main thing was i was coming open heart 
open mind, open soul, in my line, and with the right purpose, I can't go wrong. Yeah, mate. Carry on with what you're doing. Yeah, just carry you know, on with what you're doing. Sometime we can as well, you know, just hit me up, you know, that anyway, and there's plenty more, so. Yeah. Well, what I want to do is, um, over the next few months, uh, I'm going to start producing a lot more, um, a lot more content. Um, you know, we, I'm going to be putting it out um, on a weekly, perhaps daily basis. Sometimes um, we're going to be doing. I've arranged for people to do some uh, conferences via Zoom. Uh, we'll put them live out on Facebook and for all to see uh, and just people just educate themselves and work on the heart and soul uh, and not just on this, um, which I think yeah. that there are too many people work on this and not this. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah. yeah, I want to learn more about complex, uh, you know, I want to learn more about complex PTSD because that's what I've kind of been diagnosed with uh, a year and a half ago i'm still learning about that and that's a bitch in itself you know um just the way that throws yeah, you into man. that's kept me occupied you know it's like you know um yeah do you know your your complex ptsd as well aren't you yeah cptsd and i've i've had you know it's it's mostly stuff that's happened like from the sort of personal apocalypse days but there are there is stuff like that has come from childhood trauma and teenage trauma and you know adult trauma um that i've just kept in my head and you, you know i've locked it away uh, that's what we do we lock, we lock it away um yeah. and we use to keep it locked away we use substances we it's not just substances we use people we use places we use things you know just things to divert us from that one thing we were talking about this earlier you know i still have days where i sorry man yeah. what was that that's all right you're breaking up a little bit like um yeah no the the, the you're just breaking up a little bit the, the, there are things that you know, I have in place that I use to help me, you know, I, I still get dark days, we all get dark days. Um, I use this and writing um, to help me keep on the right path and listening to other people's stories. It keeps me grounded um, and it keeps me blessed. Um, you know, I, when I started this whole thing, when I started the Shedex stuff, um, I just wanted it um, to be a, to find my voice again. Um, and I think in order to find my voice again, I needed to open up and give other people that chance to use their voice, um, and which has then given me my chance to find my voice again. Um, I, I do have, like I say, I do have the darker times. I'm very, very lucky in the fact that I've got a good support network. Um, I've got a, a wife that understands, um, you know, I have children that keep me grounded. Um, you know, and I have um, coming up to seven years of recovery through working a program. Um, you know, I work a lot of the step 12 step program 
um, which is a great grounder for me. Um, yeah. Because in the early days, I would look at people and I would see them shining. I would see them flourishing. I would see them like getting into business, making money, doing this, doing that. And I would, I would sit there thinking, getting jealous, thinking, you, you know, you're doing that and it's not happening to me. Why is it not happening to me? When the fact was they were working a program and I wasn't. And I was just getting resentment upon resentment. And then yeah. that was just aggravating me even more. Um, so... It's not a cool one, man. Like, it's um, it's the number one one not to have, actually. It's it's really destructive to yourself, you know. Um, if you just start looking at other people and what they've got and judging yourself against them, then it's just going to do you up, man, because it's always people who are mm. worse off and much better off, you know. You have to be where you are, you know. You know? It's a really hard one to learn, but you have to do that. <laughs> I understand that. You yeah. One, you look at others, and you yeah. can get on a really bitter trip, can't you? You know, it's not cool. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's been several rock bottoms, you know, uh, and I haven't um, hit one in, in 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 quite a long time. You know, for the grace of God, um, you you know, even though I've had difficult times in 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 recovery you know i've i've suffered massive heartache in in recovery um that you know people would only have to look at me wrong when i was you uh you, you know in early recovery and i might have used again where you know i've gone through the trauma of losing people to murder in recovery i've i've, I've lost um my biological mum in recovery um, I've lost friends. I've seen people pass away to addiction and COVID, and you know it, it's a it's a difficult time. But you know, um, my life is it's 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 different. I'm I'm not the same person that I was before, um, and you're working on not becoming a different person but um you're working on just becoming you again or finding the real you um yeah. you know where yeah. i understand it music is a big factor in that for you yeah yeah big time um yeah music's always been well to be honest without music i'd be dead bro that's as simple as that without some kind of music distraction i'd not be here um yeah, that's what kept me going, really. Just drumming, percussion, and then later on, um, piano and guitar and mixing and soundscaping and, well, you know, I soundscape and stuff and do all kinds of things, you know, in the studio and that. And without that, I would have been gone. And uh, it's got a bit bad, actually, recently because the complex PTSD has stopped me from producing music. Um, it's got really a bit too complex for me, actually. Um, I think it's that the psychologists are saying it's just a phase, you know, it will pass, but it's been a long phase at the moment. So I'm yeah. a bit, um, yeah, we'll see. But I've I been understand drumming, that. Yeah, I've been drumming a bit, which is okay, you know, as long as I can keep myself in something. But I've been painting a lot, Jack. Um, that's been, yeah. I've been finding that really relaxing recently. And um, as long as I can keep some kind of, outlet going um i'll be okay you know once the outlet stop stops then i really need to ch challenge my sort of right to be here you know 
Yeah. I, 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 I can... I, I can feel you there, mate. I've, I've been in a place over the past couple of years where, I, you know, there are things that I wanted to do, there are books that I wanted to write, um, you know, that I, I couldn't that I couldn't get my head into. I started and then my head would go off in a different place and I would start something else. You know, my um, my works folder is just full of just different started folders because I couldn't concentrate on one thing um, yeah. for long enough to be able to see it through. Complex PTSD, do you? <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I know yeah. I used to, so, be, to yeah. run my studio, run all my things, my meters and my things. And I came downstairs one morning, I'll share this with you. And I went to make a cup of tea and I went to switch the kettle on. I went to make the drink and I just didn't have a clue how to make one. This is recently. And I just stood there and just broke down. You know, I was like, wow. It was like someone had asked me to solve like all the world's issues at once and all I had to do was make a cup of tea, Jack. I was done. I was just like, oh, and it was just like, yeah. And so it's been a bit, but I think that's been the complex PTSD thing. You know, it's been really full on uh, lately. And I was like, I can't, if it goes like this, I can't handle this. This is, I need to, I'm a kind of multi-purpose person. Multi, you know, I do a lot of things at once and I can't do anything. I can't, I can only do one step, two step. After three steps, too complicated. Mm. And my therapists and the people at the psychology that are working with me say it's just a process of the PTSD. It's finding its place in the medication because I'm on three different meds. Um, it's working its way out, and it's like, oh, come on, it's taking its time, you know. But I'm a bit impatient with that, to be honest. <laughs> I want it to be gone, you know, and you know how it is, man. It's a real. Um, I kind of thought I'd got, because I'd gone as far as I had, Jack. I mean, I've been all over, I've been over the world. I've, I started my own business in Australia with, from nothing, you know. I've been able to survive all this stuff and then to get caught at the bottom, at the pipped at the post, so to speak, at, at you know, 49 mm. years old, got, boom, got caught with the, with, the, with, the, with the PTSD, you know what I mean? It's like, huh? How come? You know, like why? <laughs> it's like I thought I got away with all this, but yeah, I didn't. I got caught, bang. And then I, I got my diagnosis, and I didn't kind of trust it. So I thought, ah, uh, because I've got trust issues more with myself than other people. But if I can't trust me, I can't trust anyone. You know. Um, mm. So I ended up going um, for a second diagnosis. I got PTSD as my first diagnosis, and my second one, I got complex PTSD. So I was like, ah. I should have stuck with the first one. <laughs> you know? it's, like, uh, it's just like, you know, and at the same time, I got mm -hmm. IBS diagnosis and I also got a diagnosis of a small lymphoma. So I was like, oh, mate, this is just like not the year, you know, this is a year and a half ago. This all came at the same time. And I lost a load of weight. I looked terrible. And it was all to do with this complex PTSD, holding the truth in, not wanting to tell mm. people about the darker parts, you know. And then after that, like, I don't look too bad now. I start putting on a bit mm. of weight and it all changed, you know, Jack? Because you destroy yourself if you keep the secrets. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course you do. 
and that's the problem. And I kept Good trying. You, mate. And the funny thing is, Jack, right? This is the interesting part. I was protecting people who have done nothing to help me ever in my life, right? I was protecting people that who hate me, don't love me at all, protecting people that think me, making myself so sick to just not tell the story. It was like, what the hell are you doing? And this all came out in my therapy, you know. Why are you protecting these people? Why are you do you know, what, you know? And then in the end, I just told, boom, there you go. I feel much better now. It's taken me years, though, bro. I wish I'd done it. In, you know, we all say this, don't we? Wish, we wish we'd done it 20 years ago, but we couldn't, could we? We weren't ready. But that, my friend, is our journey. That's the journey yeah. to learning. The, that is our recovery. And, you know, I'll tell you this, the, the, thing, the thing about recovery is one thing talking like this, but, you know, the thing where I've recovered the most, it's the bearing. It's the bearing of it, my personal bearing, you know, realising that I was the currency for people. Like I told you earlier, I was the currency, bearing that, bearing that shit, man. Bearing, wow, you know, blew my mind, but I bared it. Now I bared it, I can tell it. See, it's bearing it, and you can only bear it, yeah, yourself, yourself, your truth, your thing. Your you can tell other people, people can be with you, but they can't bear it. And your bearing is the painful part that's the part that you've done on your own when you've been in your shed crying. You've ah, oh, man, I feel this, I feel this pain. That's the bearing, that's the true healing, that's the real core healing part that's the part where we really grow i believe and i've had a lot of that a lot of it in fact i think i've cried two river niles yeah <laughs> you know river niles you know man i've i've been in situations where i've just been a, a, a crime bag of jelly mate i've not even been a human jack you know that feeling when you're just that bag of jelly, just pulsating jelly crying, and you don't even know whether you're human anymore. Many times, so that's why I know about it. I think crying's a good uh, crying's a good thing. Um, yeah, I haven't had a cry for a while. When you learn how, you know, I. I yeah, yeah. Um, I was quite toxic. Um, you know, and I didn't cry a lot, um, but I do believe in the power of healing through crying. I do believe that we do need to cry to let some of these things just out. The last time I had a, a, a bit of a cry was, uh, it was actually watching The X Factor and somebody talking about the mum and singing a song about losing the mum. And I had not long since lost mine. Um, and I had a bit of a cry then. Um, and there have been a couple of films that have sort of, sat there uh, and sort of opened both me and the wife up. We both sat there just pouring with tears. Uh, you know, there is a great healing in, in that letting it out. I, I believe that when you cry, it's your soul just pushing out all the toxicity. Well, it is toxic. You know. They've tested it. It's actually poisonous what comes out of your eyes. Toxins. Mm. You know, I mean, the last time I cried was when um 
I, um, I don't know how long we got left, Jack. Um, I, I, I tell you, the last time I cried, if we've got time. Because I was got time, mate. Plenty of time. Uh, the last time I last time I cried was when I thought, well, there was a bit of a naughty one, right? Because um, whilst I was in Australia, I was in touch with. I won't name them because it's a bit. They'll get hated <laughs> too much. Um, but basically, I was in touch with a particular member of my family and they were lining up a meeting with my dad for me, you know. Um, and apparently my dad was wanting to talk to me, my real dad, this is, you know, my biological father. And he was wanting to meet up with me and we were going to meet and it was all going to be, and he wanted to discuss stuff with me, you know. And so I was excited about this. And um, this has gone on for two years, you know. And um, I finally moved to Holland. And it was two weeks before I was supposed to meet up with him. And uh, um, my girlfriend had witnessed this, you know, and I said, uh, you know, I think I'll text him, you know, to say we're, I'm, I'm there and it's literally like just the boat over and I can be there, you know. He said, you can't meet him, he's dead. I said, well, why, you know, you should have told me that. Like, I've been, I've been looking forward to it. When did he die? He died three months ago. I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Like, we've just been talking. And, it's a bit strange, you know? So I looked him up, Jack, and he'd been dead for three years. So the whole time I'd been talking to this person for two years, right? My dad had already been dead for a year. Check that out. That, that done my brain, man. How wicked is that? That was the last time I cried, you know? Because I thought I was going to really meet up with my, my real dad and and... and be able to talk and find out what happened and stuff. And yeah, he'd already been dead, mate. So when I found him, yeah, it was already a box. And then I found it, but we did find that he'd left me a sister and she's a sweet sister, you know? Um, and then I found out, this is a beautiful part of the story. Um, I actually found out that, remember I mentioned that Nana to you that was beating out of me. We actually found her, me and my girlfriend in Germany. Yeah. And we went over, as you know, you followed that part of the story, right? Um, and yeah, yeah, we went over and we actually met her. And when I hugged her, I felt her heartbeat, mate. And I know she exists and, I, and she does exist, this woman. Uh, she was 90 when I met her, Jack. So I just met her before, you know, um, in time. So there is a good, some happy parts to the story, just a little bit happy. Um, and she's still around, you know. Uh, but the thing is, when I, when I, this is the funny part, I phoned him up. The, my stepdad and I said, "Look, I've I found my nana. I know she exists. And this is this God's honest truth. I found him on Messenger, and I said I need to talk to you, and he agreed to talk to me. And he said to me, his words, and I will quote his words because I have to. I can't put it any other way. And he said, "You clever little bastard. How did you work all that out?" He said, I will tell you this, though, if you go over there, it's all over between everybody, you know, um, because, like, obviously, she's going to, I found out now, you know, what I shouldn't have found out. And he said that me and your father have, have 13 secrets together, of which you'll never know. And if you found out, you'd be so upset. So there's a lot of secrets about my life that I'll never know. And my father, my real dad's now dead. And this other guy ain't far for the grave anyway. So. Um, I'll never know, you know. And whether it's a head game like they like to play or whether it's actually the truth, I won't know. Um, and to be honest, I can't get into it because if I do, then I just think about these 13 secrets, what are they? And 
it's a game, you know. Um, but what a, what a thing to say, you know. I think you need to let go, mate, of that. Exactly. There are some things we need to let go of, uh, no matter how hard it feels like it. We need to let go of those things, and that sounds like one of those things you need to let go. And That's just... what I've been advised to do, because otherwise it's uh... a riddle, you know, what you'll be thinking about all your life forever, because you'll never know the answer, you know? A game, you know, and I won't play. I won't play games, I'm not interested. Got too little of life left to play games. That's why I'm doing this. <laughs> I only want reality. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, it's um, yeah, it's it, it's been a good, it's been a really good chat, Jack. And um, I've I've hopefully it's been some sense your side as well. You know. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I feel like I've really got to know you more yeah. um and you know that that's that's a real um heart blessing for me um you yeah. know I, I needed to hear your story tonight um i, I want to th thank you truly from the bottom of my heart thank you for coming on uh, i am going to cut the feed now if you just stay on there a minute i'll cut the live feed and we'll have a quick chat all right yeah no worries and thank you jack yeah i'll stay here yeah no problem cheers man yeah sweet as thanks guys um, as always, uh, I know it's not been an easy one to listen to, and I want to thank the people that have um, stuck about to listen to. Um, it's really been challenging. It's really challenged me um, as as a, a person, and it's challenged me as a, a campaigner. Um, and I'm really going to look at what I can um, do um, to help people more. Um, I will see you all tomorrow night with my guest tomorrow um as always thanks for tuning in uh eight o'clock tomorrow here for episode 21 thank you guys